0: Good morning, we are Tim and Michelle Hill with Connect Over Coffee, and you are here for the Morning Moments Matter show.
1: Yes, happy Friday. We yes. are here every weekday morning for about 10 minutes over a cup of coffee to encourage you to make your moments count.
0: Do you remember, way back to high school, it's been a long time for back, me. <laughs> The
1: Beatles were together. Way so. back.
0: Did you have to do speeches in high school? Not as
1: much, yeah, but a little. In English,
0: we had to do debates and stuff. We had to do a whole quarter, like one whole quarter of one of the years of high school. There was speech, or at least that's how I remember it. It may be that I have over exaggerated it in my mind because of how (laughs) traumatic that it actually was. I went so far as to fake being sick and missing school one time when I knew that I had to give a speech.
1: Your mother let that happen?
0: She didn't. know. I faked it. <laughs> I was, you were good. I was a
1: good sick Pulled faker. The... <laughs> a
0: which good was, sick faker? <laughs> it was really dumb because it wasn't like I was going to get out of it. I was just going to have to give the speech when I went back to school. So Delayed pain. <laughs> it was awful. I'm guessing that you didn't mind speech at all, that it didn't scare you that much, because I know you have a story about your dad getting you up on stage as a high schooler.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think I mentioned it in the clubhouse room yesterday, how dad always brought us into the adult conversations, whether we liked it or not at family gatherings or whatever. And he did that to me. He was getting installed as the president of the job service, national job service in Washington, DC. And the whole family was there. And he pointed me when, before he made his talk, he said, I'd like my son to come up and say a few words. And I was like, okay. I mean, at first I was like, wow, you know, it was hundreds of people, but I got up. I don't remember what I said. But I just, I know I said stuff about dad loving this organization and he will do a good job. He loves service and, you know, just talk for a few minutes and, and then they clapped. And And they clap, And that was a great feeling. I have all these adults (laughs) as a high schooler and they clap and dad was smiling really big and mom. And it was just, it it did not bother me as much.
0: I didn't think it would. But I was, I am not alone in my anxiety about public speaking. Most people are afraid of public speaking. 75%, I think, is the current estimated statistic of people who are afraid of public speaking.
1: I've seen it where more people are afraid of public speaking than death. They would rather die than than (laughs) than speak in front of a group of people. Yeah.
0: When I was in college, I was a design student, and that meant that three days a week, I had to present my work to the rest of the class and essentially sell them on my design solution. And it was initially really uncomfortable, remember? Like, I don't like speaking in front of people, but it got a whole lot easier after doing it three times a week for my whole junior and senior year. But everything about speaking changed for me in my senior year of college. We had this group project, and I was voted to be the one that was going to present our solution. Lucky me, right? (laughs) Lucky me. Not surprising to me now,
1: (laughs) but maybe.
0: So I had to give this talk. And it was in this combined room. There were a million people in this room where it felt like it. There were probably about 100 people in a room. And it was not um, like an auditorium kind of room, but just one of those big square rooms. It was springtime, but the heat hadn't gone off yet. So, that, so it was warm in the room and all the windows were open and people were just packed in there. And I remember giving this talk. And I had this moment where I'm speaking, but I'm also thinking to myself, I could say anything like it was dead quiet and everyone was leaned in that moment when they're, you know, that they're really paying attention and really listening to this. And I thought I could say anything right now. And (laughs) this is how politicians must feel. There's this power that's intoxicating when you're speaking to a group of people and you feel like you've got them with you. And I knew at that point that there would be speaking in my future. I've dabbled in it ever since, but I've always felt drawn to it. I never really went all in, in a meaningful way. So that brings us to today. Last week, I participated in a challenge that was all about building your business by sharing your story on a stage, either one of your own making, like this
1: Livestream podcast, podcast,
0: or someone else's stage, someone else's podcast, or live on stage in front of a real live audience, that kind of thing. And the second day, day two, the homework was to submit a two minute long video sharing your story. And if we did that, a nationally known speaking coach would critique us. I'm like, yes, this is why I'm here. So I did, because I was struggling with our story around this business, this connect over coffee thing that we're starting, because if you don't know it yet, I don't drink coffee. I don't like coffee at all. Yet. Ever, never, ever. It's a quest. I needed to sit down and figure all that out. So I spent a good chunk of time working on it, and I sent it in and got really helpful feedback. And then I found out that this thing was a contest.
1: Surprise.
0: Surprise. They were over. But
1: you're not competitive. I'm not competitive at all, right? Yes, you (laughs) are.
0: There were over 700 submissions. I can't remember how many exactly, but I found out at the end of the week that I had made the top 25 out of over 700 entries. fantastic. Amazing. So yesterday afternoon, I found out that I was in the top 10. Boom. boom, dynamite. And I needed to be camera ready at the end of an hours long Zoom broadcast when they were announcing the winner's. I hadn't been nervous before that because I had no expectations. I wasn't trying to win. That's not why I was participating. (laughs) I had no belief that I was going to be anywhere near the top. But now I may have to be live in front of 900 people. And as they called each of the names when they started at 10 and went through four, and they didn't call my name, I honestly thought maybe I misunderstood. Maybe I wasn't in in the the top 10. It's
1: another Michelle (laughs) Hill. Yeah.
0: And then they announced third place, and it wasn't me. And my insights felt like that last moment in the Miss America contest, you know, when the two last girls are on stage and they're hugging and giggling and crying all at the same time. (laughs) And then they announced my name. I won second place, y'all. The girl who skipped school so she didn't have to speak just won second place in a speaking competition. I won an amazing business workshop that is the perfect thing for us right now in the stage that we are at that we never could have afforded oh. otherwise. It was amazing experience. I'm
1: so, so proud of you.
0: Yay, it was and awesome.
1: So it was it was awesome watching her. As she said, as she was cheering. She, was, she kept looking at me like, they didn't call my name yet. <laughs> they didn't call my name yet. Oh, what's going it on? It was awesome. <laughs> and we celebrated. We had a good time. But other than your amazement and the celebration, why are you telling this story? What's <laughs> why, going on? Why
0: <laughs> We said it yesterday. What's this have
1: to do with coffee?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we said it yesterday. Life is too short for bad coffee. Do not waste it because you are afraid. We are about to go into a month talking about being brave with our Morning Moments Matter box members, and I can't wait to see what happens for them as they dig into that idea of bravery in their lives. We let fear stop us from so many things. But life is too short. Don't waste it. Go all in. If I had decided that I was just too uncomfortable to share my story in front of the 10,000 strangers that were in that challenge, we would have missed out on some amazing opportunities to come. I'm telling you, you can do far more than you think you can. George Adair said, everything that you have ever wanted is sitting on the other side of fear. So we want you to go live your life to the fullest today.
1: Yeah, there's a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. So, I mean, it's just something you, and you don't have to start with big things. So today's to-go cup takeaway is to do a small thing, a small thing that scares you. It doesn't need to be a big, audacious, hairy, scary thing. Just something on the edge of your comfort zone. that makes you a little bit uncomfortable, just a little bit of fear (laughs) and let us know. Put it down in the comments here on Facebook or Instagram, or if you're a podcast listener, Think about it and maybe come back to the Facebook page and let us know. Because we would love to see what happens and and, and then keep doing that little bit. And it'll grow. It's like a muscle. Then it won't be Mm -hmm. as scary. Thanks for joining us today. We do look forward to this every day. We're here every weekday morning, so we won't be here Saturday and Sunday.
0: Right. We have a couple of days off. A
1: couple days off. We'll be back 7 a.m. on Monday. So make plans to join us now. Put it on your calendar.
0: Until next Monday, remember that your best day starts this morning.
1: Stay caffeinated, y'all. It's Friday.
0: Oh my goodness. Are you recording? Yes. We are recording.
1: We are recording. (laughs) Are we recording?
0: (laughs) Yes. That's too close. Well, I mean What do you mean it's too close? How can you ever be too close to me?
1: That the chair was jabbing in my hip. (laughs) Sometimes love is painful.
0: (laughs) Love hurts. (laughs) Love hurts. You're too far over there. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) The chair
1: dropped. Hello, wake up.
0: Oh, that was awesome. Too bad. Too bad there was no visual of that on camera.